This is Pastor Chad. Welcome to the Bethesda Church Podcast. We are honored that you have joined us today. You can stay up to date with us at BethesdaChurch.tv or look us up on Facebook or Instagram. Now, let's jump in to today's message. Good evening, Bethesda Church, online family, online campus. I hope you're having a great day. Um, Make sure you go ahead and click share on this video. I'm excited to share the word of God with you guys tonight. Um, As you know, we kicked off at the movies, Christmas at the movies today. Uh, It's an in-person only series. A lot of reasons uh, as to why we made that decision. Um, But copyright um, laws is one of those. But we love our online community so much that we wanted to make sure that we brought the word of God into your home today. And so um, I'm gonna share some of what I shared this morning with you. Um, We kicked it off with the movie Home Alone. If you've uh, seen the movie Home Alone, go ahead real quick and just give me a thumbs up in the chats there. If you've seen that movie, it is a Christmas classic. I actually remember, I'm gonna date myself a little bit, but I remember going to the theater to see that movie, um, man, and so much fun, lots of laughs, but I believe there's an incredible message tucked into the movie Home Alone. So my message theme tonight is God with us. If you would type that into the chat real quick, just type God is with me. God is with me. I think it's important to remember that in this season in this Christmas season, um, and I, there's a lot of reasons for that. I'll get into, get into that in just a moment, but if you haven't seen the movie Home Alone, I, I do want to take a minute to set it up. Uh, it's about the McAllister family, and um, it's, it's in the Christmas season, and they are preparing to go on vacation to Paris. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to be adopted into the McAllister family, Anybody that's planning a vacation to go to Paris at Christmas time, I'm in. I'm sure you would be in as well. Um, but they're, they're planning to go, but on the night before they are to depart and go to the airport, um, Kevin, which is the youngest boy in the family, and he uh, is the star of the movie, he is having some run-ins with his cousins and his siblings, and he has an altercation with his older brother by the name of Buzz, Um, And it's there where Kevin is sent to the third story of the house and uh, to go to bed. And it's there where he wishes that his family would disappear. During that night, though, heavy winds came knocking the power lines down. And because of that, the alarm clocks were reset and the family as a whole, they overslept. And so in a rush to get to the airport for this Christmas vacation, they accidentally leave Kevin to himself all alone. Hence the title, Home Alone. Um, As they do this, Kevin, on the other hand, he wakes up to realize that he has the house to himself. And he, at that point, he thinks that his wishes have now come true. You know, he wished they had disappeared. Now they're all gone. 
He thinks, man, this is an incredible time. He's, he's overwhelmed with joy, this newfound freedom that, that he's able to experience, uh, and, and just excited that, that he finally got what he wanted. Well, that joy eventually turns to fear, um, because if you've seen the movie, Kevin has a run-in with the next-door neighbor, the old man, uh, and there's a lot of false uh, stories about the old man, and it, it caused Kevin to believe that the old man is a serial killer. Now, nothing could be further from the truth. The old man is actually a really good guy, and eventually um, he comes to rescue Kevin. Um, he also meets, my, my two favorite characters in the movie are the two burglars, uh, Harry and Marv. Uh, I'm sure if you've seen the movie, you, you appreciate uh, both Harry and Marv in the movie. They are known as the Wet Bandits, and they are... Uh, spending time over the holidays breaking into homes in that neighborhood. Now, Kevin is actually able to keep them from breaking in for a while um, because he makes it appear like the family is, is home when, in fact, they are not. But eventually, uh, the wet bandits, Harry and Marv, are able to see that he's been lying, he's been playing them, uh, and, and so they really target Kevin and this house. Now, a couple of things I want to share with you um, and connect some dots from a scriptural point of view. Kevin in the movie is home alone, and he feels isolated. He feels disconnected, all right? So I want to read from Matthew chapter number 1, starting in verse number 18. It says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Again, our theme is God with us. This Christmas season, this time of year, is really supposed to be a joyous season, a time of celebration, a time to uh, spend time with those that we love the most. But for many, it's anything but that. For a lot of people, this is a, a time of loneliness, a time of isolation, a time where they really feel disconnected. Statistics show us and tell us that, that trips and visits to the psychiatric care unit actually goes up during this season. It also tells us that suicide rates go up between Thanksgiving Day and New Year's Day. Um, that time frame, a little over a month, um, there are more suicides committed in that time than the rest of the year combined. 
So though it's supposed to be a time of celebration and joy for a lot of people, it's the opposite of that. And given a pandemic that we've all experienced this year, we've uh, come to grips with what social isolation looks like. Um, and what I wanna say about that is, is loneliness has killed just as many people as alcohol or drugs. And um, science would back me up in that. It's actually been proven that I can have poor health habits, like eating habits, I don't exercise, but if I have friends, I, I will actually outlive someone who has great health habits. They eat lettuce and they exercise all the time, but they are isolated. Uh, so that tells me that I can eat all the pizza and donuts that I want, and I'm still going to outlive you and your lettuce, all right? Uh, so, so that tells us the importance of being connected, of not being alone. Loneliness oftentimes comes when we feel like we are being pushed out um, or left out. In our text, we see that Joseph and Mary, they have this promise of the Messiah, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. But Joseph and Mary are in this transitional season between the time of the promise and the fulfillment. And many times that's when we feel the lonely, loneliest. That's the time when we feel the most disconnected. But I want you to know tonight that it's in those lonely, dark seasons that God will oftentimes send a word to refresh you. And I wanna ask you tonight that if you're in a season of feeling lonely, disconnected, isolated, you're struggling, what if in this season, in the middle of all of the mess, that God wants to give you a fresh word that will unlock a new season? See, God wants, wants to release a fresh word to us, a fresh vision to us. Some of us need to turn the page, and some of you can't wait to do that from 2020 as a whole. You're ready to turn the page, but before we turn the page, we gotta make sure that we have heard God's voice. See, I have found that with myself and, and with counseling other people that many times when we are lonely, we feel isolated, we, and we're left to our own thoughts, we don't usually manage those thoughts appropriately. Many times when we're left to our own thoughts, we tend to, to think about the negative things instead of all the positive things. But I wanna remind you tonight that even if there's a lot of negativity happening in your life, God is still for you. He thought enough of you that while you were a sinner, Christ came and he died for you. God is for you and not only is he for you, God has assigned some people who are also for you. If you look at the story of Joseph and Mary, there was not a betrayal, but Joseph kind of felt betrayed because he knows that, you know, Mary and I, we've never been intimate and now she's pregnant. And so he feels as if he's been betrayed. And many of you um, are like Joseph. You, you've not really experienced a betrayal. You just feel as if you've been betrayed. And, and the truth is, is that you can be around a lot of people, around family, around church people. You can be in a room that's crowded and still feel alone. What I love about the story of Joseph and Mary, though, is that in this transitional season, that God sent an angel specifically to speak to Joseph and told him that what was happening was, was of the Holy Spirit. 
that what God was doing in Mary was, was originated and created by the Holy Spirit and, and that they were to call this promise Emmanuel, which means God with us. So today, tonight, no matter how isolated and alone you feel, I want you to know God is with you. In the movie Home Alone, we can see Kevin totally being pushed to the side at the beginning of the movie because everyone is in such a rush to get their bags packed so that they are ready for the airport the next morning. They are pushing one another away. And this became very personal to Kevin. He's actually internalizing this and it's making him feel even more isolated and disconnected. Kevin said at one point in the movie, he said, there are too many people in this house. I don't know about you, but I have said that at times. Of course, Karen and I have three children, so if you've never said there's too many people in this house, then you need to maybe visit my house and we'll help you uh, make that same statement. This is the initial thought that many of us have in life. When, when life gets hectic and people get on our nerves, many times we, what we wanna do is we want to do life alone. Life would just be easier if I could just do it by myself, make decisions that only affect me, do exactly what I wanna do. And I know that many of you have probably had that thought and Joseph also had that thought. He considered, in the text that we read, he considered leaving Mary. He actually considered leaving her. And, and he, he cared about her because the scripture says that he did not want to publicly disgrace Mary. And, and, but he had thought about divorcing her privately. And so what we have to understand about that is that the law at, at this time was very hard on, on women who were pregnant and not married. The law said that they could be stoned to death. She could have been stoned to death, but Joseph loved her so much that he, he said, I may do this, but I'm gonna do it in a private way, in a way that will not disgrace her. And so you can see the tension that Joseph is feeling. He's feeling thoughts of betrayal. I don't really know if, if, if what's happening is of God. I don't know if I should stay. I don't know if I should go. And the scripture says he thought about leaving, but we know that he stayed connected. And here's what I want you to see about that. Even if Joseph had divorced Mary and he had done it in a, in a quiet manner, as to not to expose her, he still would have damaged her. And the reason he would have damaged her is because he would have left her alone to give birth to this promise by herself when she needed him the most. See, oftentimes in our attempt to protect people, we actually further damage people. One of the ways that happens is, is that when we're connected to someone and we know we need to tell them something, we need to be honest, we need to have a, a truthful conversation, a lot of times we'll avoid that in an attempt to protect them. But in doing that, we have already severed the relationship because if you can't be honest with people, what kind of relationship do you actually have? See, God, though, on the other hand, he always has a better plan. He sends his angel to speak to Joseph. And in our darkest seasons, God will always have a way to speak to you. He will always have a message for you, something that he wants to share with you. And so it's at that point that we have to open up our heart. 
We have to give God access to be able to speak into the darkest parts of our heart. This is the moment that, that he spoke to Joseph and then Joseph was able to move forward without doubting the promise of God. See, I believe that happened for Joseph because everything changes when we get a word from God. When God speaks, our lives begin to change. Sometimes when it comes to isolation and, and feeling lonely, sometimes it's because we feel push, pushed away or left out. But there are a lot of times where we are actually pushing people out. We, we, because we are hurt, because we are frustrated, because we feel betrayed, we start pushing other people out. In the movie, the family is so busy, they can't even recognize that Kevin is actually hurt by their actions. He's hurt by his family, and it, he becomes so emotional about it that he wishes that he would never have to see them again. At first, he's extremely excited, um, and, and pumped up about it. And he thought, this is a good thing. But what I want you to know, even if you feel good about being alone because you've pushed people out, eventually you won't feel good about that and the results will not be good because we are not meant to do life alone. The movie, in the movie, Kevin, he, uh, it's so funny to me because all the things they told him he couldn't do when, he, when they're gone and he has the house to himself, he starts doing the very things they said you can't do. He starts fixing the food and eating the food that his mom said that he could not have and saying, Mom, I'm eating this. He watches the movie that his uncle Frank had, had told him, you're, you're not old enough to watch this movie. And, and so he's having these conversations like, I'm doing what you told me I couldn't do. And so he's excited at first, but eventually that changes. See, if you go back to our text from Matthew's gospel, Joseph was at the point of pushing everyone out because Mary was with child. And, and, and the point is, is that the enemy, Satan, always targets us when we're isolated, when we're alone. Satan loves to not only attack us when we're alone, Satan loves creating moments of isolation. He loves contributing to our feelings of, of, of being lonely and, and alone in life. Um, and what I would say, that happens in your relationships, in your friendships. It also happens with the church God has assigned you to. And I know this year has been unlike any other year, given that uh, we've been dealing with COVID-19. And uh, for a large part of the year, we had to do online services and, and bring the message into your home like we're doing right now. But we know that the house of God is a place that we need to be connected to. And the scripture actually tells us that God places us in the body as it pleases him, which means we don't even choose what church we go to. God assigns us a church to attend because God knows what we need as individuals for our, for our breakthrough, what we need for our future, and he, he assigns a church to be that for us. And so once we've been assigned or connected to a church, you have to protect that. You have to protect that. You, you may get upset with something, you may not agree with something, but you have to understand that the church is a lot like family. 
And, and family, we all know, we all have family, and, and every family has dysfunction uh, and, and, and drama and stuff that goes on. But you know what? At the end of the day, you're still family. And it's the same way with the house of God. When God has placed you in a church, whether you get upset with something or frustrated with something or I don't agree with that, listen, we're still family and we stay connected and we stay connected to the life source that God has placed for us. Um, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25, it says this. It says, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. I love that because it's, it's telling us as, as we get closer to the coming of Jesus, we should not assemble less, we should assemble more. We shouldn't attend church less, we should attend church more. Not only for our own encouragement, look at what the writer says. He said, I want you to consider how you can spur one another toward love and good deeds. See, when we come to the house of God, when we tune into a message like this, it's not only for our, our own encouragement and our own betterment, but what you have to understand is, is there's another side of that. Not only do we need to be encouraged, but God wants us to think about, that's why the writer said consider, which means to take some time and think about this. I want you to consider ways to encourage others. So not only do you need to be encouraged, God wants to use you to encourage someone else. I love that. A person engaged in, in this kind of thought process they are focused, they are concentrated, and they're looking for ways to be a blessing. God is saying that, that we're, we're, we are to be so concerned about each other's welfare that we take time to seriously contemplate how we might encourage one another. In this Christmas season, if you have a good thought about someone, don't let that remain a thought. Share that thought with them. Tell them, you know, move that thought to action. The local church has been designed by God as a spiritual outlet for us to encourage one another. Church should be a place where everyone is committed to being a blessing to one another. In this season, you cannot afford to be disconnected from the place God has assigned you. You cannot afford to do that. Sometimes in life, we feel left out. Sometimes in life, we are the one that, ones that are pushing others out. See, in the movie Home Alone, if you can remember, and I know it's a little more difficult when we're not doing the clips with you, but um, if you remember at the very beginning of, of the movie, one of the wet bandits, Harry, is as dressed up as an imposter cop. And he's in the house at the very beginning of the movie. We can see the burglar, the thief, is already in the house. And the family is so caught up with just living life and being busy that they don't even recognize there is a thief in our home. And so I want to encourage you tonight, don't get so caught up in your emotions that you cannot detect when the enemy is already in your house. You gotta be able to detect that. The reality for Kevin in the movie is that at first he thought it would be great to be alone. 
to be by himself. But over time, he realizes that my family has issues, but my life is better with a family that has issues than life by myself. And that is an important, important attribute for us to have, to understand, because a lot of times we get over things with family because we say things like, we're, we're blood, we gotta get over it. But I wanna remind you, you, we are citizens of the kingdom of God. We are one blood, one nation, a royal priesthood, which means, yeah, there are gonna be times that we may not agree or something may happen, but guess what? We're gonna work through it because that's what maturity actually looks like. Satan is always looking for a way to alter God's plan for your life. And one of the ways he can alter God's plan for your life is by, by disconnecting you from the people you need the most. I wanna remind you tonight, I've said this before, but I wanna remind you that the enemy never attacks relationships you don't need. He only attacks the relationships that you do need. A lot of times though, we allow our emotions to be the driving force of our life. Emotions are good. I use emojis on my cell phone. I, I'm a little old, but I still use the emojis. I, I, I understand emotions, we all have feelings, but at the end of the day, we do not live our life based on how we feel, but we live our life being led by the Spirit of God that's founded on the Word of God. When we get emotional and act out, we say things we regret, we do things we wish we could undo. And that, that's how it all started for Kevin. He was emotional because he felt like I've been mistreated, nobody's paying attention to me. And then he makes some decisions, he makes a wish that they would disappear and it actually set his life on a different course. That could happen in our lives if we're not careful. It could have happened with Mary and Joseph. Satan would have loved to have intervened and somehow got them disconnected and alone. And, and when, when we're isolated, it, it's kind of like this. The banana that gets separated from the bunch always gets peeled and eaten. We have to make sure that we're connected in this season. We gotta make sure that, that we are not only connected, but we are offering encouragement to those around us. Kevin, in the movie, he felt alone and Maybe, maybe tonight you would say, Pastor, I just feel like I'm doing life by myself. Well, Jesus knows what that's like. The Bible says he's gone through everything we've gone through. Jesus also understands loneliness. The Bible says that he was in the wilderness, tempted of the devil for 40 days, alone. Tells us that he felt alone in the Garden of Gethsemane. The scripture also tells us that he felt isolated when he was on the cross, our Savior knows what it's like to be alone, to feel disconnected. But that's why Jesus can tell you, I am with you always, even until the very end. In the movie, Kevin, he didn't seem to trust anybody at all, even his own mother. He felt that his whole family had turned against him. And I, I, I wanna just set the record straight. If you're thinking right now that the world is against you and everybody is out to get you and nobody's for you and, you know, if you're thinking like that, that everybody wakes up thinking, how can we bother you or mess up your life? Listen, number one, you're not that important. And I don't mean that in a rude way. You're that important to God, but you're not that important on everybody's radar. Not everybody is against you. 
God, God is for you, and he always has some people assigned to be for you. You are never alone in the kingdom of God. We can see in the movie that Kevin made these decisions, and he acted out of his emotions. He's a kid, no, no problem with that. But because he acted out of his emotions, he did some things, and then he wanted to blame everyone else for the consequences. That's where he began to feel isolated and alone. I believe in this season, God wants to step in to your isolation, into those feelings of loneliness, and God wants to speak a word into your life. We find towards the end of the movie that Kevin has, uh, it's, I think it's Christmas Eve in the movie, and he goes to the house of God to find some peace. And it's there that he sees the old man that he thought was a serial killer. And he has this conversation with the old man. And just for the purposes of this message, and if you would indulge me for just a minute, I believe that the old man represents the role that God plays in our lives. See, Kevin had kept the old man at a distance because he had believed the wrong things about the old man. And I think for a lot of you, you're keeping God at a distance because you've believed the wrong things about God. It's, it, it's the old man who eventually shows up and rescues Kevin from the burglars. He actually was, was, was there for Kevin, but because of, of Kevin's fear, he kept him at a distance. Sometimes the voices that everyone says we need to be fearful of and we need to stay away from those are the ones that God has actually sent to rescue us. Kevin fought off the burglars. If you've seen the movie, you know how it went. He did that to the best of his ability, but it was the old man who came in and gave the knockout blow. This Christmas does not have to be lonely at your house. This Christmas does not have to be miserable. This Christmas can actually be a season of great joy, of celebration, of knowing that God is Emmanuel. He is God with us. Our part in this season may be asking Christ into our lives. Our part may be to have a tough conversation with someone that we've been at odds with. I have learned over the years that a lot of times we pray about certain things in our life, but sometimes we don't take God the heavy things. And I think the reason we don't take God the heavy things is because we're afraid of what God might require of us. Sometimes the heavy things require us to do something, to have a conversation, to pick up the phone, to say, I'm sorry. It may require us to move and do something that makes us uncomfortable. And the thing you gotta understand is that when we get our relationship with God right, it will make our relationship with people much better. Matter of fact, it's impossible for me to say that I'm close to God if I'm distant from people. If my relationships are bad, it's an indicator that my relationship with God is bad. We have to know they are completely connected, loving God and loving others. When Kevin wakes up on Christmas morning, he's already had this connection with the old man who comes and saves him and and, and this incredible connection. And, and when, you, when you get things right with God, it helps you to prioritize and to put things back in order. But the first person he saw at, at the house was his mom. And I, I love that moment. We actually showed that clip this morning. 
And the mom said, Kevin, I'm so sorry. And they, they embrace. And I believe that, that relationship is a picture of the family members in your life that maybe there, there's been drama in your home and there needs to be some restoration. There needs to be some healing. Some of the greatest miracles I've ever seen God do, it didn't involve him healing cancer or diabetes or raising up someone that, that was paralyzed. I, I've seen some of those things as well, but some of the greatest miracles that I've seen God do is healing relationships that people thought would never be healed. These relationships would never be restored, and I saw God do it. And so I think the mom in the movie represents our relationship with family members. But right after that, the whole family arrives, and Kevin has this moment with them. And I think the family is a picture of our relationships within the body of Christ, within the church that God has assigned us to, to make sure that we stay connected with one another. I love this movie because the message is that we don't have to be alone. And even if we think doing life all by ourselves is a great thing, eventually we will find out it's a terrible thing. So this Christmas season, I, I want to invite you to invite Jesus into your heart. He will put things back in order. He will help you mend some of the relationships that you need the most. And for some of you, the relationships you need the most have been attacked this year. You, they've been attacked, and it's been difficult on you, been difficult on your family. But I know that God is able to speak into that situation. I know God is able, if you're watching this message and you'd say, Pastor, I'm not even in a relationship with Jesus. I've got family drama, but I, I, I don't even know Jesus. I would just say in, those, in that chat box right there where you are, let us know. Someone would love to pray with you and for you. We would love to introduce you to Jesus tonight. We had four people give their life to Christ this morning. And I believe that that can happen in your life tonight. I believe that God can do the impossible, that he wants this Christmas season to be one of great joy in your life. So be open this season. Be open to the voice of God. Be open to the people God has, has brought into your life, those places, those people that are important to, to your discipleship process. Don't get disconnected, but get reconnected in this season. I know that God is with us. I know that God is for us. And I, I just pray that tonight you, are, you, you have been encouraged some way, somehow, that you don't have to do life alone, but, but God is for you and he's got some people that are also for you. I wanna say thank you so much for allowing me to come into your home for this message tonight. I pray you got something out of it. Make sure you share the video. I wanna take a moment just to pray with you and, and for you and just ask for God to do something amazing in this season. Father, I thank you so much, God, for the time I've got to spend with our online family. God, I know there are people that are watching this tonight that really do feel alone. They feel isolated. Some may even be high risk and they can't even get to church, God. And God, I just pray that in this season where people feel lonely, maybe even depressed to some level, God, to some degree, I pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you would enter into that bedroom, that kitchen, that living room, and God, that you would supernaturally, God, begin to speak to them in a powerful way. Let this word, God, let it resonate with them, not just in, in the brief time we had, had together tonight, but God, let it resonate with them tomorrow and all throughout the week. God, let them know that you truly are with us 
and you are for us. God, I pray that you would restore, God, those that are not in relationship with you, God. I pray that tonight they would ask you back into their lives, back into their heart. I pray, Father, that you would mend relationships, God, that need to be put back, placed back together. God, I pray that this Christmas season would be a time where we could, God, not focus on all the negative in our world, but God, a time when we can focus on all the blessings you have brought into our world. Truly, we are a blessed people. God, we are a loved people. God, you've proven your love to us. God, let us be encouraged tonight, and God, let us take that encouragement, God, to someone that may need it in this season. God, I pray favor over, over Bethesda Church, over our online campus. God, let your blessing rest upon us in this season. God, I ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you so much. Share the video. I love you guys. Have an incredible week. God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bethesda Church Podcast. If you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting bethesdachurch.tv slash give. We will catch you on the next episode.